0: We are the narrator's three, Elisa,
1: Lynn, and Chell, and this is Once Upon a Rewatch. Welcome to Once Upon a Rewatch, Season 2, Episode 20, The Evil Queen. The original air date for this episode was April 28, 2013. The writers were Jane Espenson and Christine Boylan. The director was Gwyneth Horder-Payton. The title card is The Evil Queen's Palace. We begin in Storybrooke, at the Clock Tower, where Hook is being held hostage by Tamara and Greg. He tells them that he is accustomed to being below deck as a pirate, so if what they are doing is meant to be torture, it's not working. Greg says that he is just offering Hook a job. Hook then tells them that he already killed Rumpelstiltskin, hence his life ambition has been reached. Tamara wishes she could have seen Hook stab Mr. Gold. She then reveals that Mr. Gold is alive. Hook looks through his spyglass in anger as he sees that Mr. Gold is indeed alive and happily walking away with Lacey.
0: Literally minutes after beating the snot out of Keith.
1: Romance. Who says it's dead? Probably Keith. (laughs) (laughs) Tamara says he will never get another chance to kill Mr. Gold unless they help him. As she and Greg know how to kill magical creatures. Greg tells Hook they will help him if Hook helps him find his father. Hook asks Greg how he expects him to be able to find his father, and Greg tells him it's because he knows the woman who took him, Regina. He holds up the pirate's hook as he asks, Do we have a deal? In the enchanted forest that was, the evil queen and her henchmen go looking for Snow White on horseback. They come to a little cottage where they believe she is hiding, but realize that it is abandoned once they step foot in the cottage. Regina's little hat in this costume makes her look like an insane bellhop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love, though, that Regina's like knows every single one of her knights by name like it's a quirky little fun thing for me the juxtaposition of her obsessive hatred for snow white contrasted with the familiarity with all of like these fucking red shirts that she has to
1: be fair they're basically her only friends oh yeah, yeah. it's weirdly charming like
0: i could see that berkeley <laughs> <laughs> Again, I just imagine them like playing games and drinking and singing sea shanties or
1: something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some level closest if she knows them on a first name basis and isn't just like, whatever, shut up, night number 12. <laughs> uh-huh. Regina believes that Snow White was staying there, but someone tipped her off and she fled. The evil queen then orders her henchmen to bring the villagers. She lies to the mass of villagers by telling them that Snow White has betrayed them by poisoning her own father so that she can claim the throne for herself and that Snow White now lives as a bandit. Regina offers the villagers riches for information leading to Snow's capture. Not one of the villagers come forward with information, remaining united in their silence. They also just look more done than I've ever seen a group of people collectively look at the same time. Like... (laughs) These peasants are just so fucking over this dramatic basket cake.
0: I just like expect one of them to step forward and go unionize. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or make a prolonged fart noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now this isn't spam a lot. <laughs>
1: that was kind of the mood. They just like, like it I expected was. one of them to like elbow the other one and just be like, are you hearing this bitch? I swear to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Regina tells her henchmen to kill them all, to show no mercy, and find Snow White.
2: The only thing I really remembered about this episode going into it was like, oh yeah, this is the one where Regina murders the whole town and then goes, why does no one like me? <laughs> I mean, yep, that's it.
0: That's the episode. <laughs> I mean, it's very on brand for her.
1: <laughs> that's pretty much her whole deal is Regina does something awful and then goes, why would Snow White do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the Storybrooke dock, an old fisherman overhears that David and Mary Margaret are discussing whether or not to bring Regina with them when they return to the Enchanted Forest. David tells her that they can't risk taking her because she is far too dangerous. Mary Margaret feels that Henry would want her to come, and despite everything she has done, she is still his mother. David tells her that her actions would continue because every time they have offered her another chance, she has gone back to her evil ways. David then says that instead of a chance, they give Regina a choice. She can either stay in Storybrooke or go with them to the Enchanted Forest, where she will live out her days in Rumpelstiltskin's former cell. After hearing this, the old fisherman walks away from the docks and transforms back into his true form, Regina, who shakes her head at the idea of living in a cell. Except that, like, they didn't say that was the only choice. She can, like, just stay here. But this woman is nothing if not goddamn extra, I guess.
0: I know. It's like, you can still stay
1: in Storybrooke. Like, stay in Storybrooke. She has, like, selective hearing. Because it's like, she only, she's like, they'll put me in a cell. I'm like, or you can stay here. Or you can just stay here.
0: It's like, just <laughs> let them go. Let them fuck off. You can stay here. You can go anywhere. You can go anywhere yeah. in the land without magic. And- you
1: don't even like them. Don't you want them to just leave? <laughs> Isn't that like, your whole deal is you want to not- have them around and really i mean yeah, let all, this, go away. all of this needs is like a custody hearing
0: and just be like okay and let henry since henry is the only fucking adult let henry
2: sort out the calendar okay yeah henry exactly. can I just have a bunch of like, like can i can have a stockpile of those beans exactly just visit her for every keep, other like keep, christmas exactly. some- Thanks, throwing them
0: name. beans and it's like okay so i should probably have a proper education maybe i don't know who knows what the hell he's been taught for the last 11 years <laughs> birdhouse 101 birdhouse 101 day in day out it's Singing amazing so that it's amazing so clean. That, like the child knows how to read self-taught i'm sure i'm sure i mean he had access to the internet so there you go uh, eventually
1: <laughs> but um someone on youtube just uploaded all hooked on phonics
0: <laughs> Muzzy, because <laughs> there's no way in and hell Neil would go, so Neil would stay. Probably Emma would stay. I'm sure Emma has little interest in remaining in the Enchanted Forest permanently, so she would go. Probably oh, one- she's
1: been there once, and it fucking sucked for her when she was <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you guys
0: can fuck off. It's like they keep like acting like these are you know that this is like pioneer days where it's like. Well, Jebediah and Sister Ruth here are going westward. So we're never going to see them again. (laughs) Once they climb into that covered wagon, we will never see them again. So be sure and kiss them goodbye. Extra hard, extra hugs, because that's it, right? But there
2: was a giant field full of magic beans. Yes. Yeah. If there was, if only only there was exactly, if only there was a giant field of (laughs) magic beans
0: beans that can actually be planted again and and again and propagated again and again. Mm -hmm. And therefore,
1: if only David hadn't broken Jefferson's hat with his big fat ass. (laughs)
0: right if only we hadn't let uh sebastian stan slip by us (laughs) he's a slippery little fella (laughs) it's not like his i mean his contract moved sideways it didn't go anywhere like he still was working for disney
1: yeah (laughs) so but he was working for the disney that was gonna pay him more yeah yeah yeah, but they could
0: have been like, all right, but you still need to make like an occasional like once a season appearance. Ugh,
1: okay. <laughs> I guess. Just, just show up in one episode for five minutes and be like, here, I fixed that hat you broke with your ass. Yeah, there you go. And then you, can you fuck go. Off and just do Marvel movies for the rest of your life. <laughs> we don't care.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's like this, this would have been such an easy fix, but no, Regina likes to
1: take the hard way. She, like, only listens to half of a sentence and then, like, jumps a full Grand Canyon of conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, woman, (laughs) just sit down and be quiet for two seconds. I'm so over it.
2: Well, I feel like this episode really is, like, a showcase of Regina's faults. Oh, it is.
1: Completely. It is. And then her just being like, but I never do anything wrong ever. And it's like, (gasps) oh, okay. (sighs) We quickly flash back to the Enchanted Forest where the evil queen returns to her palace and finds Rumpelstiltskin is waiting for her. She tells him that even after she offered the peasants gold and riches, they still defended Snow White. Regina asks him why the peasants are loyal to Snow White when she is their queen. Regina is just like, Dad, all the peasants are so mean to me. Ooh, ooh It's not <laughs> my fault. Snow White keeps
2: making me murder all of them just because she exists. And they think she's neat and
1: I hate them. Why would Snow White do this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh God. She's such Maybe idiot. I wonder if Rumplestiltskin's like <sighs> I feel like he very visibly is in this scene. He, oh yes. Oh yeah, I know. Like so, he just kind uh, of has uh, like a girl, girl, You know, if
0: you know, if you were my child, <laughs> like you should have been, you would not be this whiny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the way I know for sure you're not my, mine is because you're a little bit stupid. <laughs> oh, 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 Regina.
0: Oh, oh hey, hey. Hey. It's like you get that from your biological father's side. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who, who, by the way, was an idiot.
0: Prince Wonderbread.
1: Mm-hmm. Prince, Prince Wonderbread, Wonder no nutritional substance, plain white bread. <laughs> <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin points out that it is hard to be loyal to a queen when she slaughters an entire village, hence the name Evil Queen. Regina denies being evil and says that snow white is the evil one and they call her the evil queen because of snow white's lies how could snow white do this to regina i ask you truly truly, truly. the villain of the tale uh, she
2: she really forces forces regina's hand here She's you know if this if, if if this
0: was like if you swapped regina or snow white with blue fairy i'd be like yes regina how could the blue fairy do this to you <laughs>
2: Oh man! So spoiler alert for Gossip Girl. If anyone Gossip, is- Gossip Girl, which ended what like five hundred years ago, ended five hundred years ago. But mm-hmm. whatever. If you don't want to know, time skip like thirty seconds. Literally,
1: no one cares. By the no way, no one cares. So, <laughs> so it's fine. Go ahead and spoil Gossip Girl. Oh, so, at the it's end not of Gossip like Girl, you're spoiling like the greatest moment of television. or
2: anything. <laughs> <laughs> At the Gossip Girl finale, they reveal that Dan was Gossip Girl, and it was this stupidest thing in the world and decided to last minute and it made no sense and like even Penn Badgley agreed and talked about like how there's all these scenes of Dan in his room all alone visibly being shocked by the things Gossip Girl wrote which just like okay Dan's actually Gossip Girl like he he has some like extra serious issues here Um, And that's Regina right here. She is Dan Humphrey in his room, all alone, visibly being shocked by the things that Gossip Girl wrote. Also, Gossip Girl is so bad, and I will never get that time back in my life. But I do like Penn Badgley. And also, Sebastian Stan was on Gossip Girl. So, we stan a stan.
1: Sometimes I forget that we actually watched that whole goddamn show. We watched the whole show. Why? We
2: watched the whole show. I I was in
1: college. I didn't have anything Better to do with my time. My ex like
0: watched it,
2: and I was like, "How
0: can you watch this?" And he was like, hmm.
2: "The last season is literally the worst season of any TV show I have ever watched."
0: I don't know. I think Once Upon a Time might tell it, might say, "Hold my beer." We'll
2: see. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I've only got up to like the last like three fourths of season five once upon a time and I will tell you nothing even comes close to how bad that final season of Gossip Girl was
1: I think my defense about Gossip Girl was around the time I was watching Gossip Girl was towards the end of me being in college so like all my classes were super super hard mm. and so I just wanted like the television equivalent of oatmeal
2: yeah this it, <laughs> it absolutely was it's yeah. easy to eat <laughs> there's not yeah. a lot to it
0: That's fine. I've been watching Pretty people, pretty clothes.
1: Yeah, it was nice to look at. They had some real good music sometimes. The clothes were good. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I see. I think of um Lady Whistledown from Bridgerton when I think of like
1: Oh, it is kind of that same thing being like, I'm so appalled at what Lady Whistledown has written. It's like that you is Lady Whistledown. You
2: you, that is you. That Mm -hmm. is you. That's new though So so we won't spoil who that is. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna spoil spoil that that
0: that that one. That that one's, that one's that one's yeah, that one's new. I feel like that was ambiguous enough. Yeah. Oh her. yeah. Oh
2: yeah. We didn't name any names.
1: Because literally everyone in the show at some point says, How could Lady Whistletown have done this?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Every every single character. That's Regina right here. She's like,
1: mm-hmm. what? what? What but I didn't do these things. And I'm like, yes, you did. <laughs> bitch, you did. It's Snow White's fault. The whole village is dead.
0: Oh uh, that bitch Snow White. How could <laughs> she do this? How
1: could Snow White's? Poor do peasants. This? How could she do this? Oh, Regina. Oh, Regina. Regina says that once Snow White is dead, the peasants will see that she is a benevolent queen. Though Rumpelstiltskin is doubtful. You <laughs> can't imagine why. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Regina, sure, Jan. Yeah, <laughs> he's sure. just like, okay, honey.
2: <laughs> I believe you. Sure, Jan.
1: That's how it works. <laughs> Regina tells him that she just needs to find Snow first and asks Rumpelstiltskin to teach her Cora's shifting spell. Rumpelstiltskin tells her that it took her mother months to learn it, and in a week, Regina may only be able to change the color of her hair.
0: Aha! Confirmation that Cora and Rumpel were a couple for quite a while. I almost wonder if it was a year. Like, you know how, like, you you read about in fairy tales, like, some weird counting symbolism like maybe Cora and Henry were set to wed exactly one year after she accepted his hand you know like in seven months and seven days and seven hours complete this quest you know like shit like that so I'm wondering if I mean weddings take a a while
1: to put together
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I know just saying so it could have been a year
0: yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking is a good
2: year at least maybe even more yeah, and I mean, who knows how long they, you know, still continued to meet, even if after Cora took her heart out, you know, it's probably a little strained. But
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm sure some angry breakup sex definitely happened.
1: on bonk, horny jail. I don't know about training, but maybe Regina asks Rumpelstiltskin to do the spell for her, and he agrees, but warns her that she won't be able to use any magic while the spell is cast. Regina scoffs at this, telling Rumpelstiltskin that she does not need magic but just needs to get close enough to snap Snow White's neck with her bare hands. Totally chill. (laughs) He tells Regina to call him once she kills Snow White, because only he can turn her to her true self. Remembering her smart cookies, Regina asks him the price for this favor, and Rumpelstiltskin tells her that she must cut off all trade with King George's kingdom. Regina does not understand why she needs to do this, to which Rumpel shouts, I need him bankrupt. What's it to you? (laughs) Regina quickly agrees, urging him to get on with it.
0: That exchange was fucking hilarious. Like, Rumpel's just like, do not question my evil plans of evil. Just say yes.
1: It's really funny. Also, like, she doesn't even spare a thought about it. Like, she's just like, yeah, sure, fine. Whatever, do it.
0: For a moment, she's like, oh, King George.
1: But then like, as soon as he's like, I need him bankrupt. Why do you care? She's like, "Never mind. I fucking don't do it. (laughs)
0: yeah it's it's such a great line delivery too it's like i need to bankrupt what's it to you it's like like, i have fucking plans i have future vision you want to spell or nah fuck Fuck. i know he's all thinking and says he's like is my boy really fucking worth this maybe (laughs) Bay is just happier where he is and i just need to fuck off because i don't know if i can deal with this bitch anymore
1: (laughs) which is fair (laughs) this episode is regina i feel like her most goddamn extra
2: yes also this line is a great hint for the audience to actually place these flashbacks in the timeline so like well done actually giving some structure
1: of where this goes here yeah, every this once in I'm... a while they're consistent mm-hmm. yeah every once often, when they're, con- but... they're
0: consistent i feel like they've been cleaning house in the last few episodes to get their timelines in
1: order yeah. a little bit yeah yeah I, it's like they definitely had like an We need things to actually line up, and we've been really careless with it up till now. (laughs) Sloppy. We've got to get our house in order. Rumpelstiltskin then transforms Regina into a peasant. Regina says that she does not feel any different, and only notices that her clothes are now rags. But once she looks in a mirror, she sees that she looks like a completely different person. Rumpelstiltskin tells her to be careful, and that a queen amongst peasants might not like what they say. But Regina says that when she is done, the peasants will love her and sing her praises over Snow's smoldering villainous remains.
0: Oh, honey. Oh, honey.
1: No. For a woman who is often really clever, she is also often just the dumbest. Like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Regina. Oh, oh Regina. Oh, indeed. Regina. In Storybrook. Regina finds Henry playing with a birdhouse in the town square and tells him that she has something to show him. She removes one of the magic beans from her purse and tells Henry that Mary, Margaret, and David are planning to take him to the Enchanted Forest, but they have been keeping it a secret from him. Regina also tells him that they are planning to leave her behind in Storybrooke. Henry says that maybe they plan on taking her, but they just haven't told her yet. Regina tells Henry that they only see the evil queen, which they made her. Uh, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Even oh. just listening to this, like, I have to get up. Why? <laughs> <Just lie. laughs> because, oh my God, the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I admire her over this, but
1: fuck. <laughs> Regina. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. It's like, for real. She she literally tried to kill them all a week ago.
2: Yeah, like, Regina, this <laughs> might have worked, talking to Henry, like, 12 episodes ago when you were knee-deep in trying to redeem yourself, but you just spent, like, 10 episodes being all murdery again. And I, I don't think this is going to work as well on Henry as you, you, you seem
1: to think. She's just so dumb sometimes. <laughs> I think that's the big thing I come back to. I'm just like, she's just so dumb sometimes. Oh, Regina.
0: Regina, Regina, Regina. It's like she likes smelling her own fart and is like, hmm, roses.
1: Like kind of. Uh, God damn it. Regina says the bean is her way to go back and start fresh and be the hero. You'd like that, right? She asks Henry, who replies that he would love it. Regina tells Henry the only way for her to accomplish this is through a failsafe built into the curse that will act like a self-destruct button. Henry asks her what would happen to everyone else in Storybrook if this failsafe were to be enacted, and Regina responds that they would die.
0: Oh, but let's not worry about those little fussy details, Henry. No.
2: Nbd. Henry, Nbd. No big deal. You wouldn't mind the death of everyone else you love, would you? course
1: not she's so dumb (laughs) it's gonna be this whole episode is me just sitting in silence for a second then shouting she's so dumb
2: regina regina you can be so clever you can
1: be clever that's that's exactly what i'm saying for a woman who is often really clever she is also often just the dumbest and it's a real weird dichotomy for me her own worst enemy for sure Henry pulls away from Regina, horrified by her plan. Regina tells him that with everyone gone, he will love her again, which is not creepy. But Henry tells her that he could never love anyone who would do such horrible things. Henry tells Regina that he is going to stop her. But Regina pulls out her book of spells and wipes Henry's memory of the conversation, which is, you know, not toxic or anything. After a brief moment of confusion, Henry smiles at Regina and asks what she is doing there, and she tells him that she missed him. Girl, stop. Just stop. The scene is so bad. So bad. It's so toxic. I don't
0: know how you can walk back from this.
1: <laughs> I, he, it's like, just give her a fucking backhoe for this goddamn enormous hole she's digging herself. En- enchanted backhoe. Enchanted, enchanted backhoe. backhoe. Hey, we haven't thought <laughs> we have- about that in a while. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. <laughs> merlin agrees with me she says apparently. enchanted Backo merlin was real funny mommy yeah she's like good one ma <laughs> <laughs> back in the enchanted forest of the past the evil queen walks among peasants safe behind her disguise she seems content until she sees that a street peddler is selling people a chance to take a shot at the evil queen which is in reality a dummy made to look like regina a man steps up to shoot the dummy, and the peddler jokes with the crowd of people, telling them that they can't shoot the evil queen in the heart, because she doesn't have one. <laughs> the man then hits the dummy right in the heart, causing Regina to step forward. She asks the man how he could do such a thing to his own queen, and the man answers that Snow White should be the queen, which infuriates Regina. She tells the crowd gathered around the peddler that Snow White is a murderer and a bandit. But the crowd rejects that notion and begins chanting for Regina's execution by fire. They scurry away as soon as the Queen's guard arrives.
2: Regina, 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 remember you just murdered a whole town. Yeah, but that was Snow White's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Regina, you are the one who had the genie kill King Leopold. Girl, Girl, look at your life. Look at your choices. It's like
0: if you tell a lie often enough, you start believing it yourself.
1: Yeah, you almost get protective of it. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, and that lie is the only thing keeping you upright, basically. And
1: she is is clinging to
0: it for. She is is clinging (laughs) to
1: it. I I fully believe
0: that she believes now. That Snow White actually killed Leopold.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: she's she's told it enough times she might. Even if it's just in her mind that it's all like a Rube Goldberg machine, right? Like Snow White telling her mom about Daniel, you know, caused all of this. So every single thing, every single thing, every single evil deed that Regina has done, it's like, oh no, that's just because of what Snow White did to me. Right.
0: The snowball effect.
1: Oh! oh! I see what you did there. (laughs) They walk up to where the enchanted Regina is holding a torch she took from the peddler and the effigy of the queen, guessing she is the instigator for this treason. Forgetting herself, Regina tries to use magic to reveal herself and punish the guards, but to no avail. She insists that she is the queen, but they scoff at her before taking her away in shackles. In Regina's mayoral office, Regina has been keeping her stolen magic beans in a special container, which is a hard sentence to say with a straight face. <laughs>
2: it's like a terrarium, or like yeah, 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 a yeah. It's like terrarium. A magic terrarium, hydroponics.
1: <laughs> She's like, I got the good shit. Let me show you. <laughs> I got the magic beans, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Hook shows up at her office and asks her for help. Regina thinks he means protection for Mr. Gold, but Hook tells her that Greg Mendel is in league with a woman who abducted him in New York, and now the pair wants him to get close to Regina and then betray her. Hook tells Regina that he won't betray her, but he does want to form an alliance with her, partially to reconnect with his former ally Cora, because Hook loves MILFs.
0: (laughs) I mean, Barbara Hershey.
1: Regina tells Hook that her mother has since died. Hook offers his condolences to Regina, telling her that Cora always wanted one thing, Regina to win. Hook then says to Regina that although his revenge failed, the best tribute he could give Cora is helping Regina with hers. Regina agrees before showing Hook her supply of magic beans, the good shit. (laughs) (laughs) The good shit. Which she intends to use to get back to the Enchanted Forest with Henry much like her mother intended to do with her. The two form their alliance then and there, with Hook asking if the total destruction of Storybrooke included Mr. Gold, and Regina again says that this destruction is total, and will indeed kill Hook's crocodile if he is willing to help. Meanwhile, Tamara and Emma bump into each other at Granny's diner, causing the contents of Tamara's purse to fall onto the floor of the diner. Emma rushes to help Tamara with the things, among them, Emma sees that Tamara has a list of numerous Storybrooke residents, complete with their Enchanted Forest identities listed beside them. After seeing this, Emma asks Tamara how she feels about Storybrooke, and that she knows it's a lot to take in. Tamara says that that is an understatement, but Emma would know that better than anyone. Emma tells Tamara that Henry helped her get through the craziness of Storybrook, and Tamara tells her that Neil is doing the same for her. Emma then asks Tamara if she knows what would happen if the world found out about a town full of fairy tale characters, but Tamara tells her that she has nothing to fear from her and the two part ways. Oh,
0: Emma, that is the fakest smile I have ever seen.
1: Oh, she hates her. It's kind of beautiful, honestly.
2: <laughs> I was just like, oh, you are a lying
1: liar who lies. I don't know what it is about you, but I'm going to get you.
0: My spidey senses are tingling, or my my swan. My swan senses are honking.
2: Honk, honk. <laughs> honk, honk. They're honk honking, honk, and
1: they're telling me that you are a liar. I'm going to get you. <laughs> maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but I'm going to get you. I'm but definitely the you. day after, after that. The day after that, definitely. You. Probably around one. I'm free then. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the loft, Emma insists to Mary Margaret that she believes tomorrow is the she August warned them about. Mary Margaret tells Emma that she shouldn't be discussing these things when Henry is sitting in his room upstairs. Mary Margaret tells Emma that she believes her suspicion about Tamara is a manifestation of her stress because of Neil coming to Storybrook. Emma tells Mary Margaret that it has nothing to do with her and is about August nearly being killed by a woman that she believes is Tamara. She then tells Mary Margaret about the list she saw fall out of Tamara's purse with everyone's enchanted forest names and Storybrook names. Mary Margaret blows this off saying that there are many potential explanations for the list. Emma then tells Mary Margaret that when Tomorrow said she could be trusted, she lied. Mary Margaret says that Emma's superpower has been unreliable lately and when Emma is emotional. Mom, why are you gaslighting her? Yeah, cuz like it hasn't been unreliable though. Right. Mm-hmm like Mm -hmm. ever i'm so confused right now like is this just weird writing because it seems like the really stereotypical need to portray a woman who has genuine concerns as hysterical or jealous and i don't get it because this is written by women this is a lady written episode we're supposed to trust them we're supposed to be in good hands right now yeah i know and directed yeah. yeah, so
2: I don't know Like this whole, I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know where it came from. And like, there's been times in the show where they're like, "Oh no, Emma, you were wrong," but it's then always proven that Emma was right. Like it's yeah. always been proven every like, single time. So I call, I don't know, I call bullshit. I, I, I,
1: I can't, yeah, and, like I'm, I'm just a, like, I'm, I'm, bitch, when,
2: bitch, yeah. when,
0: <laughs> show, show me the, receipt. yeah, show me the receipts. Yeah, where are your
2: receipts, Mary? <laughs> Mary.
0: I I I really feel like this is like some sort of deleted
1: bullshit that like they forgot. Because it just doesn't work because like no, Emma's never been wrong. Yeah. That's like her thing.
2: Like people have told her she's wrong and then Emma herself has believed she's wrong, like like in the Mary Margaret, like the Catherine murder case and things like that. Yeah. But then ultimately, no, Emma's instincts were right. Yeah.
1: It always turns out like, oh shit, we shouldn't have doubted Emma. She was right the whole time. That's what it always turns out being. So I don't know what this bullshit is. I don't know. Stupid. This stupid. Like, is, is she implying the hook
2: that Emma was wrong about hook? But like, you still don't actually know if hook would have been trustworthy or not in
1: that scene. Probably not. I don't know. She wasn't wrong about hook. No, she wasn't. I love Killian, but she absolutely was right. He's playing everyone the the left shop. and right.
2: Yeah. This entire season.
1: Yeah, so like, and his alliances changes with the wind. So, oh yeah, yeah. he is he is mercurial as shit. Oh
2: yeah,
1: sometimes even good writers can be bad writers. I guess that's true. I guess I don't know. Everyone has an off day, I suppose. Oh no, this scene doesn't work. That's what it boils down to. Yeah,
2: we got an OOC Emma. We've had OOC Hook. Apparently, we need an
1: OOC Mary Margaret. Emma insists that her relationship with Neil was over a decade ago and all feelings she had for him are gone. Mary Margaret tells Emma not to tell Henry until she knows something as fact to prevent Henry from thinking that his parents may get back together. As soon as Mary Margaret leaves the apartment, Henry startles Emma as he sneakily crept downstairs to ask if they are back in business. Henry asks her if he can help investigate Tamara, and Emma reluctantly agrees. I love this chaotic rogue child. (laughs) That was the
0: most Rumpelstiltskin thing Henry has ever done and I am very sad that there aren't more adventures of Rumpel and Henry a la Rick and Morty like them just traveling portaling through like all the worlds and having like these psychotic
1: weird like adventures I mean it'd be better than some of the episodes we did get absolutely 100% like
2: I've never watched Rick and Morty but the Adventures of Henry and Rumpelstiltskin sounds like a good time to me. It's, it would have been so
1: adorable. So adorable. Meanwhile, Hook and Regina go to the Storybrooke library. There, Hook asks Regina if she needs two people for her plan, because one needs to operate the elevator for the other one to explore below Storybrooke. Regina says that she can easily operate it by herself with magic. With a wave of her hand, the elevator is opened and the two allies enter the elevator and she once again waves her hand, closing the elevator and beginning their descent.
0: First of all, that is the raddest steampunk elevator ever. I'm sure I've said that before, but because we have seen it before. And then secondly, Hook shouldn't have known that because he knows that she has magic. So I feel like they only put those lines in for the benefit of the audience, question mark? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This episode is weird. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe
1: he was giving her more credit and was like, "She's not lazy enough to have to use magic for everything." And she's, and like, oh, no, for she's like, "Oh no, I am. I am. I assure you, I'm exactly as lazy as you think I am. <laughs> <laughs> lazier, even, much lazier. I'll show you. <laughs> Got magic, you don't go and do nothing." <laughs> the Enchanted Forest, the evil queen's henchmen continue to drag a disguised Regina through the streets. She pleads with them to let her go, and tries to convince them that she is truly their queen by recalling past events that only she would know about, but neither of the henchmen believe her. They lay the believed traitor onto a piece of wood, ready to chop off her head. Regina calls out for Rumpelstiltskin, but instead of him coming to her rescue, a hooded hero comes and fights these henchmen eventually kicking them to the side before revealing herself as Snow White. The realization that Snow White was the one who rescued her from death causes Regina to faint. Bandit Snow is so cool. I would faint too if she
2: swooped in to save me. Okay, but... all right now. So you didn't send her to horny jail?
0: How come she's not in horny jail?
1: Because I'll deal with this privately.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my
2: god! I just think she's cool! (laughs) Goodness gracious!
0: Oh look at her fainting. Oh my God, you two are gross. Although <laughs> I, 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 I do have to say, in this scene, you know how she like shouts desperately for Rumplestiltskin. I imagine he's like up in like a window somewhere, like looking down, eating some popcorn or or like a turkey yeah. or a turkey leg or something, and he's just like,
2: <laughs> yeah, he's probably doing the like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> his little like
1: we. Yeah,
2: his little baby goat squeal because yeah,
1: that's <laughs> kind of yeah. what his giggles sound like. like baby goat. He kind of giggles like a baby goat. Me. <laughs> oh my lord! Or a small pony. <laughs> As may be the case. Is Rumble <laughs> still skin on My Little Pony? Yes. His, his cutie mark is a is... spinning wheel. A spinning oh, wheel, oh, yeah, yeah. His so he, he would be one of the ones that had the glitter. You remember the ones that had like the glitter skin, yeah, mm-hmm. he was underneath like the laminated plastic, yeah. He'd be one of the glittery ones with with a spinning wheel cutie mark, yeah. My, Maybe little like a spinning wheel,
0: cu- <laughs> spinning wheel cutie mark on one side <laughs> and a dagger on the other. <laughs> How sweet.
1: Nothing no, I won't, want fun evil could be. <laughs> Came and shared your magic with me. <laughs> I could keep doing the whole thing, but I'm tired. I don't know what that is. It's um, it's a reworking of the new My Little Pony Friendship is Magic opening. <laughs> nice! You need to keep working on that, because that's good. I like I'll, it. I'll, I'll workshop it, and we'll bring it back in another episode, and I'll have redone it all to be My Little rumple. Yay! But I, I can't do the whole thing on the fly, I it's been a long day. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to this. So I'll have to, I'll have to sit and think on it. I will hold you to this. <laughs> It'll be your birthday present. Yay! <laughs> Regina and Hook exit the elevator into the subterranean level of Storybrooke. Hook asks Regina if she thinks that their constant pursuits for vengeance is the cause of them being alone, and says that after the death of his crocodile, he will have nothing to look forward to in life in a horrifying moment of clarity. (laughs) (laughs) Hook tells her that she doesn't understand the nature of revenge. According to Hook, revenge is not a beginning, but an ending. Look at Hook being
0: all reflective and shit. Did he get some therapy while he was in New York City? Therapy from some cute New York City rats?
2: I mean, I think from what we've seen in previous episodes, Hook kind of has always... Intended to welcome death or at least accept it after his revenge. So I think maybe it's something he's always understood or probably something he figured out maybe like all those years in Neverland. Yes, but I just want to imagine him sitting on a little chase with a
0: little rat who takes out a little notepad and a little pen and jots down notes while Hook emotionally vomits to work out his demons. If Once Upon a Time was still on the air, you know those Encanto rats would be making a cameo.
2: Oh, they absolutely would. Yes,
1: someone had to keep him company in the fart closet. That's true.
0: Yeah. And it's either cockroaches or, or I should say cockroaches. Cockroaches
1: (laughs) or. Why would you call me a cockroach? A cockroach? (laughs) Have you seen Russian doll? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A cockroach. (laughs) A cockroach. Why would you call me a cockroach? A cockroach. (laughs) Or rats. So,
0: or maybe both. And maybe he they acted maybe out the telenovelas
1: for him. Oh, yes. An errant pigeon as well. I mean, we're going to New York here. Maybe the errant pigeon for an outside yep. opinion on the whole thing. <laughs> My
2: God, does Hook have like beast speech like Snow White? He's basically Grubby Giselle.
0: <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine him like Bruno, like just having telenovelas.
1: Oh, just making <laughs> little cards for them. Yes. <laughs> would be like what do you like you like sports you like drama mm-hmm. <laughs> regina says that after her revenge is complete she will still have henry to look forward to and destroying Storybrooke is a small price to pay for this when hook extends his arm to guide regina further into the depths she sees that he is wearing a cuff that once belonged to her mother and asks for it back more demands it but yeah you know, he's mm-hmm. fine hook tells regina That Cora gave it to him so that he was able to climb the beanstalk. But Regina doesn't care and insists that it's her mother's and should now be hers. You know, like a huge fucking brat. (laughs) Hook then allows Regina to take the cuff off of him. And then the two continue on their journey. Hook asks her why she couldn't have hidden the trigger in the back of her wardrobe. And Regina responds that it is meant to be hidden and guarded. Hook asks her who it is that is guarding her trigger for her. And Regina tells him simply, a friend. Hook looks so goddamn done in this scene. It's honestly hilarious. (laughs) Just like, this is a mistake. I don't want to be down here with you (laughs) anymore. According to Regina, this friend is sustained by a spell that allows her to live in whatever form she is currently in. She then tells Hook that her friend is the reason getting the trigger requires two people. Regina tells Hook her plans. She'll get the trigger while Hook will distract the trigger's guardian. Once Hook resists this, Regina pushes him down a steep underground cliff into the lair of the trigger's guardian. Uh Ah, he was but
0: a simple himbo. He died as he lived. On the floor.
1: (laughs) And a little bit dumb. He loves that floor. (laughs) He does. After falling, Hook lands in a lair and sees the ashes of the guardian begin to reform. The ashes of the Guardian swirl until the formerly slayed dragon is resurrected as an undead skeletal creature. Hook tells Maleficent that he loves her in earth tones, before surging away from the shrieking creature. Maleficent lunges at Hook, and Hook manages to swipe Maleficent. This injury causes even more deafening screams from Maleficent, but the injury is healed as quickly as Maleficent was resurrected. Hook swipes at her again, This time, Maleficent flings Hook across her lair onto the rocky terrain. The screams of Maleficent can even be heard up in the higher regions of the subterranean Storybrook, where Regina is searching for the trigger. She finds the coffin that once held a sleeping Snow White. Regina breaks through the glass coffin and finds a pouch containing what looks like a small brown diamond, but is really the trigger capable of ending Storybrook. The weird, bad CGI Wraith Maleficent is such a weird choice. What is even going on here?
2: It's a choice for sure. Also, poor Maleficent, honestly. Like, first Regina kept her as a dragon, and now she's keeping her as like a a lich or something? A reverent? I don't know. Whatever it is, is, is fucked up. She just wanted to hang out with her pet unicorn. I do not understand what is
0: happening in this scene or how Hook even knew that was Maleficent.
2: Maybe there's some history there. It's likely. I mean, as Lynn said, Hook does love a MILF. He loves a MILF.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe this is explained in future seasons.
2: don't
1: think it is. It might be. I don't remember. We'll see. I don't quite remember. I think giving this show too much credit, I think it's a throwaway line. No one really thought out that much.
2: Maybe. Mm -hmm. Sometimes
1: it surprises you, though. Sometimes. A broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) Back in the Enchanted Forest, the evil queen is startled when she awakens in Snow White's makeshift tent in the woods. Snow White is dabbing her forehead with a warm towel and tells her that she has to stay still because she has a fever. Regina looks confused at first, but realizes that the reason Snow White is treating her so differently is due to her altered appearance. Snow White asks Regina her name, and Regina makes one up, telling Snow White that her name is Wilma, and adds that her family works in the mills. Snow White then assures Wilma that she is going to live. Regina asks Snow how long it will be until she can get up, and Snow tells her that she should be fine after two days of rest. When Snow White mentions that she will kill livestock to get her some food, Regina claims that Snow doesn't know how to kill livestock and recovers by saying this was an assumption based on Snow White being a princess. Snow tells her that she was taught by someone from another forest. Regina asks Snow why she is helping a stranger when there is a bounty out for her. Snow White doesn't answer, but begins bathing Regina's wounds and tells Regina to listen to her to distract her from the pain. She begins bathing her wounds and also telling the story of being saved from a runaway horse by a random woman. Regina knows that it was her that saved Snow's life, but continues listening. Snow tells Regina that her mother always told her to keep goodness in her heart, and that the woman who saved her proved that. Regina asks how that changed her, and Snow says that it proved to her that two people can have a genuine and selfless connection. She then finishes the bathing process, but Regina asks to hear what happened to the woman who saved her, and Snow says that the woman is gone now. That says that she hopes she will come back snow leaves wilma to convalesce
2: why the fake name wilma is it a reference time to hit the once upon a time wiki and i found nothing
1: i don't know because literally all i can think of is the flintstones same
2: yeah and i don't <laughs> understand how that's a clever reference here
1: no because disney doesn't have any connection to hannah barbera about nothing
2: no neither do With i not,
1: not nothing <laughs> only pain
2: listeners if you know the secret of Wilma let us know I want to know please it's all I can think about really keep you up at night (laughs) it keeps me up at night I haven't been able to sleep in nine years since this
1: episode aired (laughs) you sleep soundly every night
0: (laughs) thrashing and kicking your fiance
1: yeah
0: (laughs) I feel
2: so called out right now (laughs)
1: Back in Storybrooke, Henry and Emma wait outside of Granny's bed and breakfast in Emma's car. Henry asks Emma what their new operation should be called. He recalls that their last operation, Operation Cobra, was all about breaking the curse, while this one is about keeping Storybrook safe. Emma suggests that Operation Tiger be the working name for this plan to stop Tamara. Henry decides that is not a fitting name and instead says that it should be named after something that hides in plain sight. Therefore, he offers Operation Praying Mantis.
2: I do love that Emma was immediately on board for Henry to help. She was like, hell yeah, kid, help me spy on Tamara. I mean, I guess technically a tiger does hide in plain sight, because they hide
0: in, like, the tall grass.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they got their straighties.
0: Yeah.
1: It was really funny, though, because she says Operation Tiger, and Henry's like, why tiger? And she's like, what? Why Operation Cobra? You don't have to justify anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You can always tell, like Emma's like lack of experience with children in those kinds of moments, which really <laughs> delights me. <laughs>
1: it's it's hysterical. <laughs> they duck in the car when they see someone leave Granny's diner, but it turns out to be Greg Mendel. Henry tells Emma that he thought that by now they would be having adventures in the enchanted forest. Emma asks Henry if that would be something he would want and Henry asks her if there is a way to get back. Emma tells Henry that there isn't, but Henry sees through her lie and asks her if the giant brought a magic bean. It's funny that for someone whose superpower is detecting when people are lying, Emma has an absolutely terrible poker face.
0: Especially when it comes to Henry.
1: Mm -hmm. Because he's just like, is there a way back? And she's like, no. 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 That's preposterous.
0: No magic beans here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who would say that my magic beans? I've got to shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Get out do of my your, car. Do your homework. <laughs> Go to bed. It's like it's <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon. I am all- your mother. Go to bed. I'm your brother. Ramish, <laughs> now get out. You have to wake up early and like
1: plow, plow. Yeah. <laughs> Raise a barn. Raise two of them by midday. Get on it. <laughs> Emma tells Henry that he is a smart kid, and Henry tells Emma that she, him, and Neil could go back and get a castle. Emma begins to stammer in protest when Henry tells her to duck. They both see Tamara and Neil leave the building, prompting Henry to say, Operation Praying Mantis is on. After they get into the inn, Emma begins picking the lock of Neil and Tamara's room. Henry asks Emma if Neil and Tamara's wedding will be called off once they discover proof that Tamara is evil. Emma looks away from the door and reminds Henry that she and Neil will not get back together. But Henry says that if Neil is single, it could happen. Thrown together, moonlight, wine. Henry is such a
0: blessing to us all, openly parent trapping his folks. Henry, you need Mr.
1: Gold for this. He'll help you out. My exact notes for this part were: Emma is like, "Damn it, Henry, this isn't the parent trap."
2: <laughs> God, I wrote, "Henry is five seconds away from turning into the parent trap here <laughs> as well." So I, we had a we had a hive mind
1: moment. <laughs> He'll be playing both twins by himself, just like Haley Mills did. Yeah. yeah. Emma continues to insist that it won't change her and Neil's relationship, and her theory about Tamara being evil has nothing to do with her breaking up her and Neil. She then tells Henry to stay on the lookout for Tamara and Neil when she finishes picking the lock on the door. Emma gets inside, but tells Henry that he has to stay outside to see if Tamara or Neil come back. Henry asks what he should do if he sees them, and Emma tells him to hit the door but make it look like an accident, or to kick the door like he's bored, which is honestly a hilarious scene. (laughs) Emma begins sifting through Neil and Tamara's things in the room. After coming up empty-handed after searching in their closet and under the bed, Emma hopes that a creaky plank in the floor will yield some evidence. Meanwhile, Henry sees Neil, so he kicks the door. Neil recognizes what is going on because he taught Emma that trick when they were thieves. I love Neil's, ah, oh, hell
0: no, I taught her that.
1: It's honestly the funniest <laughs> shit.
2: <laughs> I rewound it. <laughs>
1: It's the best line of the episode.
2: It really is. It really is. Perfect delivery. I love it so much.
1: Inside, Emma hears Henry kick the door and tells Neil once he gets in that the door was open, so she just went in. Neil doesn't buy her story, asking her what is actually going on. Emma tells Neil that she believes Tamara is playing him and that she is who August was trying to warn them about. Neil criticizes her for breaking into his room.
0: I love that he goes. You roped the kid into this, but he's like totally grinning as he says this because, yes, it is crazy
1: and audacious, but he is so proud. Also, like Henry didn't nine thousand percent bulldoze his way into this situation, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, exactly. It's not like oh, Emma roped the kid mm-hmm. into this. How about the kid lassoed himself, <laughs> pretty and, much, and like and put a rocket pack on both of them and said, "Let's go."
1: basically like when he said that i was like i don't think she could have stopped henry if she wanted to (laughs) (laughs) it's like neil neil (laughs)
0: i know you haven't known this kid very long but he's a fucking tornado (laughs) well not only that but you are his father and guess who his grandfather is yeah look at his goddamn
1: genetics and then let's reassess the situation emma tells him that tamara lied to her neil says that he never believed she could detect lies but emma says that he did Emma confronts Neil about Tamara's list of fairy tale characters, a potential danger to the secrecy of Storybrooke. Neil tells Emma that he made her the list to help familiarize her with the town. Emma says that there is a loose floorboard that could have evidence of Tamara's alleged evil hidden underneath. She agrees to back off from Tamara if there is nothing under it, and Neil agrees. Upon Neil and Emma removing the floorboard, it is shown to contain nothing. Neil tries to talk to Emma about their situation, but she promptly leaves with Henry. wah Sad trombone. We return to the Enchanted Forest. Snow White douses the campfire just as Regina wakes up. Snow comes into the mossy tent, commenting that she looks better and she must have slept off her injuries. As they pack up to move on, Snow hands her a sword for protection against the evil queen's soldiers. While walking with Snow... Regina almost unsheaths the sword quickly, before sheathing it again. Regina asks Snow whether or not it is true if the queen sent the huntsman to rip her heart out. Snow tells her that it is true, and Regina says it is just awful. She then asks Snow if she would kill the queen for doing that to her. Snow says Regina wants to hurt people and believes she is in constant pain and looking for someone to blame for her misery. She says that she lived with Regina, but the Queen could not see that Snow was on her side. Instead, she just wanted to get revenge over receiving love. Snow then says that she wants to be guided by love and would not kill her. Snow tells her that Regina is good inside, she is just too afraid to look vulnerable. Wilma asks Snow if it is too late for Regina, but Snow says that it is never too late for anyone. Wilma asks Snow if she would forgive Regina if she was willing to change, and Snow says that she would. They continue going further, but stop at the pile of bodies Regina ordered her henchmen to kill when they wouldn't betray Snow White. Snow starts crying because she knows that they are dead for helping her.
2: Uh Uh-oh. You found Regina's murder pile.
0: This is so lazy. Regina, take a leaf from Rumble Stiltskin's.
1: Book and get yourself a murder closet, or at least like a torch.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just unhygienic.
1: And and now comes the dark age of plague. Yeah, make a pyre, burn the bodies. Well, I guess it's a like mother like daughter
2: because Cora just left that village dead but as well. Cora, sure, but Cora
0: did that very deliberately. To I th- I believe to to oh my, yeah stage, as, stage, stage the stage ogre it.
2: attack right yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah this is Regina being lazy. She obviously doesn't pay her nights like enough because no, she's like a separate cleanup crew, yeah, yeah. exactly. And they don't we seem
2: should... to like her very much behind her back because they're like, Ha-ha, yeah. about the like the stuff yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: so they probably like do all the murder, and it's like, okay, well, now clean up and they're like, nah, that's about my pay grade,
2: yeah, exactly. That's yeah,
0: that's what I mean. they They just do like the bare minimum because it's like, oh, she's not paying me. Yeah, you know, all she said was
1: kill them. It's five o'clock.
0: Yeah,
1: it's five o'clock, man. I'll tell you, man. It's five o'clock. It's quitting time. Oh no, the bell rang. Oh no, the, the, be- the bell rang. The bell rang. Yay! <laughs> I'll
0: just to the tavern.
1: <laughs> Regina assures Snow that she wasn't the one who did this, and Snow says that she takes back everything she says about forgiving Regina and Regina being able to change. She then says that Regina is evil and was never good. Wilma asks Snow about the time Regina rescued her, which causes Snow to realize that she never told Wilma that Regina was the one who saved her. Regina also has some really dumbass line at this point about, well, but people can surprise you. And it's like, yeah, sure, by murdering a whole village, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a surprise. It's no surprise. <laughs> it's definitely a surprise, so I guess you're right.
0: Surprise, bitch.
1: Murder. <laughs> Regina says that she read between the lines, but Snow points her bow and arrow directly at Regina and says that although her magic may have disguised her, she can still tell that it is her. Regina tells her that there is good in her and almost summons magic, but remembers that the disguise disables her from using magic. She calls for Rumpelstiltskin the second time, but again, he does not come. Regina then drops her sword, running off into the woods. There was totally a kid in that murder pile. That was some dark shit. I think there were several kids. I mean. Probably. It was a whole damn village. So. Yeah, so probably a lot of kids. So yeah, I'm sure there were several. Returning to Storybrooke, Regina comes back up to the library with her trigger and without Hook, only discover that he is waiting for her. She asks him how he got out, and Hook just says that he is striking. But Regina doesn't believe that he could have survived an encounter with Maleficent. Cook says that he excels at survival. He tells Regina that her speech about moving on from revenge touched him, but he won't let it put a stop to his plan. In other words, he tells her that he won't let it put a stop to Greg and Tamara's plan, who both come walking to the library. Hook tells Regina that he owes it to them for saving him from maleficent. He tells Regina that Tamara and Greg have a way of stopping magic. Regina has had enough and prepares to destroy them all with one wave of her hand, but nothing happens. Greg then tells her that her magic isn't going to work anymore. Meanwhile, Henry is eating some ice cream with Emma at the loft. He breaks through the silence by telling Emma that he believes her about Tamara. Emma says that he should because she's right. And she's so <laughs> petulant when she says it. It's I really, it's, I love it. and
0: was such like the greatest line is like, "You should." I'm right. I
1: should because I'm right. She likes says it yeah. with her like most petulant little gruff grump voice. Yeah. <laughs> Henry smiles, saying that once they prove that Tamara is evil, he and the rest of his family can all go back to the enchanted forest. Elsewhere, David, Mary, Margaret, and Leroy drive out to where all of their magic beans are being grown only to discover that they have been ravaged. Leroy says that no one steals from a dwarf, while Mary Margaret questions who would have done this. Oh no, the beans! They slaughtered us and took our beans! The beans! After Regina narrowly misses being killed by Snow White, she goes to Rumpelstiltskin's dark castle. She asks him why he didn't come to her when she called him. Rumpelstiltskin just asks if he knows her, he already has a maid, a promising girl. Oh, rumbles. You
2: idiot!
0: She big mad and she gonna tuck that acorn of knowledge away in her little squirrel brain now.
1: He doesn't know how to not poke a bear. That's no. Very true. He just doesn't he can't help himself. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know how to not be an ass in a situation. Yeah. And and now I
0: do completely concede to knowing how regina knew about bell. That's true they did they Remember I mean that's that's yeah. my one big thing yeah. I was like how the fuck you were did like, she, how know? Does she know
1: about her and it's like does well, she know? This and idiot it- just gift-wrapped it for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, being so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just think you're so funny. Funny man. You did this to yourself. Mm. Regina knows he is joking and confronts him about not coming to change her into her true form. She is just like a full on mid tantrum child <laughs> just being like why didn't you come get me from soccer practice dad i told you it ended at 3 <laughs> and he's like
0: i was knocking back some cold ones with the boys i don't know the game was on what do you want for me <laughs> I was playing with the babies in the baby closet. <laughs> you
1: gotta tear them out. You
0: gotta, you gotta, gotta air them out once a month. They need tummy time, Regina. They need tummy time.
2: They're having a little
1: football league,
2: right? Yeah. He's got enough
1: of them. Yeah. He's got enough of them to make two He's opposed He's racing
2: lives. them. He's like, I'm racing the babies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he tells her that he told her she could call. Not that it was a guarantee he would answer and he wonders why things go down the way they do yeah <laughs> she yells at rumpelstiltskin to remove the spell from her but first he wants to hear her say that he was right <laughs> he's such a petty little
0: bitch. <laughs> both are he's like, see, no, see, no, not see totally, now totally right now i'm like now I see. This is where I start questioning her paternity because I'm like, I don't know. You two are an awful lot
1: alike. They really are. I feel like a lot of times I feel like shit. They gotta be though. Yeah, exactly. I, I there's so many times that I'm like, Cora has to have lied. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's just there's sometimes they're they're just they're too fucking similar. There's no mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. He wants to hear her say that he was right. That the people will never love her. He asks her what she is going to do, and once she says that she is going to punish them, he transforms her back into her true form. She looks into the mirror and says, the queen is dead. Long live the evil queen, or at least the evil bellhop. (laughs) (laughs) In Storybrooke, Regina is still not able to use her magic. She realizes the cuff hook gave her is what is preventing her from using magic, so she tries to take it off. Greg tells her that it is able to block her magic and that even if she were to get it off, her magic would still be blocked by the machines inside countering all of her magic. Tamara takes out her list of the names of storybook citizens and asks Greg which one Regina is. He tells her that she is the queen, the evil queen to be precise. Greg tells her that she was the queen, but here she is nothing. Regina once again tells Greg that if this is all to find his father, then she does not know where he is. Greg insists that she does, but they have a very different mission to accomplish here, but he refuses to tell Regina. Tomorrow then puts a bag over Regina's head. and credits. Weirdly. This episode
2: ends really abruptly. And I was actually really surprised when I cut the credits. I was like, wait, it's over? But yeah, this, this episode basically really is just Regina murders the whole town and then goes why does no one like me <laughs> it's it's not a bad episode i was entertained it has some clever writing it's not my favorite Jana espenson episode but that's mainly just cuz regina is infuriating in it she's so dumb <laughs> but i i do think that's you know that's point of this episode is just to highlight the fact that regina does see herself as a hero
1: in all this or yeah. at least a victim
2: and has just justified <laughs> I'll be the victim
1: all your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically.
2: yeah but yeah she just justifies the bodies left in her wake because she was wronged at one point yes she was wronged but that doesn't excuse her own wrongdoing and this episode i guess is basically just a thesis that regina is her own worst enemy um this sets up you know, an important turning point, I guess, for her as a character. It's the beginning of something. Uh, but it ends rather abruptly. And we're kind of left feeling like we didn't see the full episode or the full story. Of course, you know, this is setting the stage for the final two episodes of the season. And I think maybe this episode feels a little stronger if you're binge watching. And so you're able to, like, keep that story momentum going. But when you're just watching this a oh, on no, one-off, you're like, oh, it's over?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... <sighs> This episode is okay. Like I really enjoyed the Emma, Henry, Neil scenes. And then anytime that Regina and Rumpel were together, because he was just fucking on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not my favorite. Just sort of meh, which is sad because I do like the women who wrote it and directed it. But yeah, I mean, it's certainly not the worst episode at all, but just just kind of like, it's tiresome. How about that? It's, It is a tiresome episode. Because yeah, you're just like, my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah.
1: I, yeah, I think that's the most accurate way of putting it because you just, Regina's so exhausting this episode. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh my God, just be quiet. You're so dumb.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's her turn to have the juice box and nap. Exactly.
1: It's just, yeah, I just, I'm the spoken word part of Taylor Swift's We're Never Getting Back Together. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> he calls me up and I'm just like, oh, this oh. is really exhausting.
2: yeah it's just I think it's important to lay it all out like this to be like hey this is Regina's problem this is how she actually sees herself yeah and it needs to be come to terms with like she needs to understand like who she actually is and what she has actually done in order for you know any type of redemption arc to be achievable because the first time she tried she has not accepted what she actually had done so I guess it works as that little trigger point for telling that story but it's 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 fine it's a fine episode it's not it's not my favorite yeah it's fine
1: it's fine had some good moments I I feel like I liked it better than the last couple we watched yeah oh for sure yeah but that's you know it's a pretty low bar honestly.
0: (laughs) if I could cobble certain scenes from like the last three episodes you could make a good episode. I could make a good episode. Yeah. I could make a really banger of an episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, that's okay. Let's talk about the costumes.
1: There wasn't that much new costume-wise that I found that notable. Like, I would have liked Regina's evil queen look in this episode if it wasn't for that stupid hat. The
2: hat's pretty bad, but the coat and leather pants look was amazing. I think it's the same outfit as the one in season one, episode 16, Heart of Darkness.
1: Yeah, it is. But did she or did she not look like the sexy Halloween version of a Tower of Terror bellhop?
0: (laughs) A little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: Fun fact, the Evil Queen's hat was made by Canadian-based fine headwear maker Kelly Dunlap, also known as the Saucy Milliner. And I feel like that should be the name of Jefferson's leaked sex tape. And he, of course, you know, he's the one that leaked it to the press.
1: (laughs) Watch my tape. Please watch (laughs) it. Watch watch he's like,
0: oh, no. Oh, I love my oh, sex tape. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's being projected at the town square. <laughs> please, please,
1: please watch it, though. I actually put a lot of production value into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pr-
0: it is just like at the end, produced music by Jefferson. <laughs> and he's just, <laughs> just like, uh, yeah." Uh, uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, you like uh, the star
1: wipe I put in it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Amazing saucy milliner! Oh my God,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that the name of one of my fix. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's that guest star in season two, episode twenty? We have Michael Tegan as Rivers. He's one of the what do you call him? Knights, black knights, Regina's- Guards? guards, whatever. Character actor Tegan has been in in titles such as Tron Legacy, Scaredy Cats, Pup Academy, R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour, and Supernatural. Alex Ponovic as Berkeley, Croatian-Serbian-Canadian actor Ponovic has been enjoying a lengthy career as a character actor with roles in Battlestar Galactica, Psych, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, iZombie, Hawkeye, and Supernatural.
2: All right, so it's time to take a trip done once upon a timeline kind of sort through regina's murder hole to find their <laughs> plot okay please don't call it her murder hole
0: you know that's a, a real term. File.
2: murder hole a real term
0: it's an arch it's a architect term sounds dirty though i i know it does and i laughed my ass off when i went to ross castle in ireland and they had like um kind of like a one of those like eyewitness diagrams of you know like the eyewitness books and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and they had like a like a blow-up poster of Ross Castle and they you know had all the components with like little labels and stuff and there was an actual murder component hole. that said murder hole.
2: So we're gonna take a dive in to Regina's murder pile of a timeline. There you go. So this episode we can place After Snow White has escaped Regina with the help of the Huntsman in Season 1, Episode 7, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. And also after that, Season 1, Episode 15, Red Handed. As here we see a recently in power Regina and Snow White living on the run. But this Snow White has already learned to hunt and track from Red. And we can also place this episode before the flashbacks in Season 2, Episode 13, Tiny as that is the earliest on the timeline we have seen King George discuss his kingdom being broke so far. And in this episode, we see Rumpelstiltskin have Regina cut off trade with King George in order to cause the downfall of his kingdom financially. We also know this episode takes place around the early flashbacks in Season 1, Episode 12, Skin Deep, as Rumpelstiltskin gives his hints about having a promising young maid. So there we go. There we go.
0: And now it's time for share and tell.
1: Sharesy feelsies. Um, Mine is we're doing our wedding cake and menu tasting tomorrow. And I'm really excited. Yeah,
2: that's mine too. This step of wedding planning was our next step back in 2020 when we were first planning it. And that obviously didn't happen. Uh, So it's finally happening. And it just makes everything feel really real again that it's going to happen this time. And I'm very excited. What about you,
0: Chell? Well, right now I've been very obsessed with the song Flash in the Night by the Swedish band Secret Service. It's obviously off of the Let the Right One In soundtrack. (laughs) It's like this Swedish pop song from 1980, 81. Uh, It's the song that's playing in the uh, infamous pool scene. Um, So I've been stimming that since Sunday night. I'm also back on my Blind Boy podcast bullshit, so please, listeners, if you do nothing else, go check him out. Blind Boy is an Irish artist, musician, TV presenter, author, and podcaster. He podcasts about, I don't want to say like anything and everything, but I do want to say an eclectic variety of topics. So I'm just going to read two descriptions from various episodes. One is called Custard Creams and the CIA, and the description is a boiling hot take, an exploration that links Victorian fern fanciers with custard creams and the CIA interrogation of houseplants, and Pineapple Folly, a history of Ireland through the lens of the pineapple. And both of these are amazing. Like, they're amazing episodes. They're some of my favorite ones, and they're very informative, and they're just really deep dives into, like, some very interesting facets of, you know, human history. Plus he does interviews and lots about like managing mental health. So he, people he interviews are like people like Lemmy. He interviews people in the neuroscience fields, um, the mental wellness field. He also interviews a lot of like Irish artists. Oh God. He interviewed Bernadette Devlin, who I absolutely fucking love. She's a Irish activist from the sixties and seventies. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Do not recommend though if you listen to podcasts like around kids and you don't want them to hear swear words because he is <laughs> he he, you know, it's it's a hard PG thirteen sort of language to R, I guess. Go check out the Blind Boy podcast. Really, really good stuff. That's all I got.
1: Next time on Once Upon a Rewatch, Emma, Mary Margaret, and David go in search of Regina when they discover that she, along with some of the matched beans, have gone missing. Despite Neil's protests, Emma believes that Tamara has something to do with Regina's disappearance. Meanwhile, after falling through the portal, young Balefire finds himself in the 19th century London, and is taken in by the Darling family after befriending their daughter Wendy. Thank you for tuning in to Once Upon a Rewatch. We are the Narrators 3. The moral of this episode is... It's hard to take the high road when you're mired down by the murder pile. You can find us on anchor.fm slash onceuponarewatch. Talk fairy tales with us on Twitter at onceuponrewatch. On Instagram at onceuponrewatch.
0: On Tumblr at
1: onceuponarewatch.tumblr.com. If you enjoy Once Upon a Rewatch, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on your platform of choice.
2: Our artwork for the podcast was done by Laichiruru. That's L-A-I-C-H-I-R-U-R-U at twitter.com.
0: This podcast uses material from episode-specific pages on the Once Upon a Time wiki at Fandom and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.
2: And we want to say a very special thank you to the master of free music, Kevin McLeod. Our intro music is Frost Waltz, and our outro music is Fairytale Waltz.
0: And remember, all plot devices come with a price. Back
1: mean to ranch. Ranch. Batman sound effect
0: sorry i don't know that is not batman i don't know what i did there don't listen to me
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was entertaining